Too Many Comics, episode 135. Brooks, we, we've talked quite a bit uh, in these last couple weeks about the whole Disney-Fox merger thing, about movies that already exist, that they might put in the back burner, that they are still developing. Uh, one bit of feedback that we put in here is to, to kick off the show this week is that the new Mutants movie, which it was close enough that we had already seen a trailer, uh, it looked pretty much done. Um, it's now being delayed 10 months. We're, we're being told that it's not because of this sort of merger thing. It's they're shuffling some films around. It was set to come out April 13th, 2018 is now scheduled to debut February 22nd, 2019. That's annoying. That's really annoying. And I, I guess that their justification was, as you point out, they have a whole slew of films now that are technically all from, from, coming from the same place, right? Potentially. Yeah. So they'll, you know, they'll be pumping Deadpool too, pretty, yeah, pretty big. They've got, you know, whatever Avengers. X-Men stuff they're yeah. doing. Marvel's got all the Avengers stuff. So I think, uh, as you point out, it looked pretty cool. I was looking forward to kind of a different take on, you know, the mutant stuff. We had, you know, X-Men that's, that's pretty, uh, it's kind of a sombery, but also some are blockbustery. And then you had Deadpool, which, like them or not, you know, sort of a comedic take. And this is supposed to be a, a horror like a, they, they described it as a, like a full-on horror movie, which you know I'm a fan of. So to have that kind of yanked away like this, it's like, dude, February 2019? Eight, 20, it's 2018 right now, right? Yes. I don't even know. I don't even know. And we're a full like, year away. I mean, remember when you were in like, elementary school and you had to start writing the new date on the top of your paper? You'd be like, ah, shit. Yeah, and then you had to start it, doing it with checks. That's right. That was ridiculous. So anyway, it sucks, but hopefully you know, they know what they're doing. And maybe, you know having extra 10 months will make it that much, you know, better. I don't know. I think I it'd be one thing if we hadn't already seen a trailer for it. I mean, the trailers come out we all thought it looked cool. It was creepy. Uh, you know, we were, I, th- I was bought in and, uh, you know, so it's going to have to wait now. Yep. Well, as you point out though, uh, lots of other things will be coming up between now and then. So just be patient. I, I will. Uh, okay. We've got, tell me about Skylar Samuels and right. season two regular on the gifted. Okay, so the Gifted season finale happened on Monday night. Now, this was a 12-episode, you know, mini-season, I guess. And I mean, TV's so weird these days. 12 episodes is the season now. But anyway, lots went down. Again, this is that sort of kind of sort of X-Men show, but not the X-Men are not in it. They're referenced here and there. They've disappeared somehow. We don't know how or when or why. Um, Skylar Samuels, who many people may know from that show Scream Queens that was out a few years back. That's how I knew her anyway, and that show sucked. Anyway, um, she wound up playing at first a character called Esme, who if you even tertiarily read X-Men books know is part of a a sort of a hive mind of, of clone sisters called the Stepford Cuckoos who are cloned from Emma Frost going down the rabbit hole. Anyway, it's, lo and behold, indeed she is in fact – that character, the 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 the, the, the triplets all eventually uh, surface, and they do some really heinous, calculated, but in some ways like, hey, this has to get done kind of moves. And so, not surprisingly, given what we had on the cliffhanger, and I will not reveal that to anybody. You should catch up if you ever. I can confirm the show is good. I, okay. I, I can I can confirm, unlike Gotham that I watch out of like habit, this is a good show. Um, are in talks to take a more uh, commanding role in the season two, which. Like I said, given where we leave off, is not a huge surprise. But I think that they did they did some good work uh, for what they did on like so sort of the final third of the uh, season one. So that's good. I think it's a good move. I will trust your judgment. It is in my TV show tracker app to watch. I will get to it, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. All right. 
I'm also excited for, we've mentioned many times on the show now, uh, Umbrella Academy uh, being set up in Netflix. We, we've got some tweets this past week that show some set photos to, to let us know that filming has officially begun. So that's exciting. I think it's going to be good. I wonder how it's going to translate to live action, but you know, uh, Netflix has pulled off some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it, it's crazy how fast it's going to happen. It's it's debuting in 2018, and you know we're just getting the pictures now of it. So they're you know I don't know how long filming takes if they're going to be doing some episodes while still you know finishing off the the season. I mean I, I don't know. It's not used to this quick of a turnaround. Well, get used to it. Mm-hmm. Unless you want, unless you, <laughs> unless you want the new mutants to come out. Otherwise, everything's uh, right at your door. Some some more good news for us in terms of something that's a, a season two variety. This in book form, though, the, the book that we've touted that we touted all of 2017 as, as one of our favorites, Crosswind from Gail Simone. Uh, this is, she has teased teased Crosswind, teased. yeah, teased Crosswind season two coming in 2018. She's got a, a you know a little teaser picture of it, telling us that it's coming. This has been optioned as a TV show for Sci-Fi. Uh, we were fans of this, uh, and definitely could see it continuing on. I'm glad to see that it is, and I hope that it stays as good as the first arc was. Yeah, one thing that I thought was interesting is that uh, it appears to be more of a uh, anthology series, which is we're not going to continue on. It looks like with the first Freaky Friday people. Yeah, it seems their story's done. <laughs> the Freaky Friday people, it's trading places. So that's I mean I think that's good. It opens up a whole other uh, wealth of, of ways this can go. So uh, that's I wonder, cool. I wonder what that would mean for the for the TV show then. If the, if the series is kind of just takes the idea of what this is and gives us complete new characters, if it builds off of the characters that we've met in this in book form so far. Uh, I haven't read anything into that, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Well, I mean, if you watch that show American Horror Story, they've managed to recycle, you know, certain actors, but every season is, is on on its own, and it, it remains. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Vote of confidence. Uh, I mean, whatever. It's fine. It, it's fine. Okay. It always start. It always starts so good, and every time I it, it, it ends, I'm like, why do I still watch this fucking show? But, well, but same reason but you still watch Gotham. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. So we so, are we are recording on a Wednesday. Obviously, we're a little behind from last week, and recording on the day that new comics come out. We we didn't want to do a disservice and sort of act as if. You know, new comics hadn't already come out. So we, we do have two debut reviews this week and then a third from today that we will read for the next show, hopefully at its actual recording of, of Sunday. Um, so it'll be a quick turnaround, but we, we've got two to read. The one from the previous week, uh, the first one being Old Man Hawkeye, number one of 12 from Marvel. Uh, a quick read of, of what this is again. The superheroes have fallen. The country has been divided into territories controlled by supervillains. Among the Wastelands lives Clint Barton, one of the few Avengers to survive. But it's been 45 years and he's no Avenger. Trying to eke out a living any way he can, the former Hawkeye is confronted with a startling discovery. The sharpshooter is going blind. With time running out, with time running short, Clint realizes there's one last thing he wants to see. Revenge for his col- fallen comrades in arms. Okay, so we read this book. Uh, Ethan Sachs, I believe you said, is the superstar up-and-comer that's doing that's this. That's it. Ethan Sachs writer Marco Cicchetto is the artist. All right, so I don't believe that that description does the book justice. Having read it now, there are I, I I don't know what to expect. Again, we picked it again because it was the best of the rest. But I like this book pretty okay. I, I thought it was it was it was uh, faithful to sort of the old man Logan universe that we got 
10 years ago or more with Mark Miller. Then we got again with the Secret Wars book a few years back. Then we got again with um, the Old Man Logan book that Jeff Lemire was doing that eventually sort of became part of the greater Marvel Universe. But uh, definitely some twists and turns. Uh, and uh, some characters show up that I was really surprised by. And I don't want to – I don't know if I want to say what, what – I'm sure you were surprised by Yes. I think but, I, uh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. And I was like, what? Uh, so that's interesting. This is a, this is one of twelve. I would can I would consider going on. What do you it, think? Yeah, I, I like that it's got you know a, a finite end in sight. Uh, I, I think it did a great job of the the grittiness of the, what those old man Logan series brought to the table, and, and it was. I don't. I, I like just that that part of the universe being expanded out. I mean, it's a different side of of storytelling that you see of, you know, these superheroes who we read these stories nonstop of them being in prime physical condition and never really getting older and never really dying or anything. You've got this old, old man, Hawkeye (laughs) surrounded by an older cast of characters. And, you know, time is catching up with him. He's, he's going blind. He doesn't maneuver the way he used to, Um, you know, he's probably going to have to be outsmarting some people more so than he ever did before. Um, it's it's an interesting take and I think very well done and we not that we doubted the writer it's just that they they called him rising star writer and it was someone that we had never heard of but I feel like the story sets up well here and users at least on on comic book roundup uh, agree with us it's it's got a nine point one user rating out of sixteen reviews the the critics however were were surprisingly a little more harsh it's it's sitting at a seven point nine with eighteen reviews in that's surprising and I don't think that's fair yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Nothing. I mean, I already bought it. I already <laughs> are you bought still, it. On, are you still on track to meet Ethan Sachs? No, that already happened. I didn't go. Oh, my word. I was sick. I'm sick right now. I'm sick right now. So oh, that's, that's part of it. I'm sorry. And you know it was downtown. That's hard to get to oh. after work. Mm-hmm. So sorry about that. If, if I had known it was this good, I probably would have tried harder. <laughs> um, and then moving on for, for this week – uh, we at the at the last minute last night chose Alice Cott's Days of Hate number one out of Image Comics. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the artist's name. I know you like when I do that, but Just have, get in there. What is it? D- Donagel Zezedge. <laughs> it's Z E Z E L J. I mean, it gets me every time. Yeah. So you know, we're big fans of him. Um, Cot that is. We've read many of his books. This is the series premiere. It is the United States of America 2022. The loss that ripped them apart drove one into the arms of the police state and the other towards a guerrilla war against the white supremacy. Now they meet again. This is a story of a war. So, you know, Alice Cobb books can go in a lot of directions. Yes. They can be overly, crazily weird. And I'm, I'm a big fan of adverbs, clearly. Uh or they can be a little more, more more gritty, and this one was more of the latter. I I, I thought it was pretty cool, and it, it's it is a little bit close to home when you think about where we are right now in 2018. Um, I thought the art was pretty cool. Uh, it moved relatively fast. Obviously, there's some violence going on because we, we're we're talking about a very divided country where there are hate groups running rampant, and there are people trying to take that out. 
And then also some personal things going on between two of the main characters that are uh, divorced by a sexual lesbian couple. Oh, my God. And, and that was good, the way you leaned into the mic. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought it was pretty cool. In fact, I tweeted to Alshkot today. and I, I was saw. Even, I was scared to do it. You never know. That guy's a pistol. I just said, you know what? I'm a little afraid of you, but I thought this was a good book. And he did, in fact, like it. So oh, there you right. go. Remember when he disappeared he, from comics for like two years? He was He was mad. He Man was on top world. of the world and just uh, vanished. That's but, rock and roll, baby. <laughs> we we've been a big fan for a long time though, and he gave us, you know, he we were, we had hoped to get him for an interview one time, but we we did get on his list to get uh, an advanced copy of was it Wolf? Yes. So you know, during the course of the show many moons ago, um, yeah, I I I really dug dug the art on this one. Um, really matches the tone of the story. You've got, you know, it's. There's good color, but nothing that jumps out of the page. It keeps this dark undertone of, of greediness, of, of this war that's going on, of, of the hate that's being spewed be- between some of these characters. I think there's a lot of mystery here of, of to what the greater story is going to unfold. And, and like you said, it does hit a little too close to home. I mean, if you read any bit of the news in the last year, there was a, a lot of whether you agree, disagree, uh, with, with any of the politicalness in, in the world, but there was a lot of talk of white supremacy, and um, obviously we we saw some some rallies happen, some things like in Charlottesville. Um, you know, this there were some other books that we that we've read that were sort of hitting close to home like that, but I don't think any of them were were as good as this is. So uh, hopefully this isn't what the world looks like in 2022. But uh, in, in a fiction book form, uh, I'm down. So you keep going? Yeah, I would. I mean, this is 12 also, right? Yes. Uh, well, that's 24 books you got signed up for, a friend. Oh, my word. Unless they tell off. No, they have to do all 12. I mean, I'm saying to. unless the quality tails off. And oh, okay. I'll give them well, the best. Okay, well, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so given that this is a weird day that we do this, you usually, usually would say, like, what's happening for next week? But what's happening today, oh, so Wednesday? Today, also, a, a book called ice cream man number one has come out and uh, we will read that later this week to talk about uh, on sunday as previously mentioned this is an, an oversized first issue it's chocolate vanilla existential horror drug addi- drug addiction musical fantasy there's a flavor for everyone's misery ice cream man is a genre defined comic book series featuring dis- disparate one-shot tales of sorrow wonder and redemption each installment features its own cast of strange characters dealing with their own special sunday of suffering and on the periphery of all of them like the twinkling music of his colorful truck is the ice cream man, a weaver of stories, a purveyor of sweet treats, friend, foe, god, demon, the man who, with a snap of his fingers, lickety-split, can change the course of your life forever. There's a lot happening there. There is. And you, do, do the, the song they usually play, by the way, the ice cream man, that, is, that would be uh, Turkey in the Straw, is the song they usually play. Right, thank that's you what, for that. that. That's what it is. <laughs> and this is Image Comics as well. Written by W. Maxwell Prince, art by Martin Morazzo and Chris O'Halloran. All right, then. Let's see what happens. And I will uh, I will not look up the comic book roundup until we actually talk about it. I'm doing it right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Okay, fine. Uh, what else did you get to this week? Uh, so, um, over two weeks, I read A Met Get At You number five. The story is chugging along just fine. Not much to say here other than it's been a very consistent book. It's like reading a comic book version of Pokemon or Dragon Ball Z or 
Yu-Gi-Oh or any of those. It's, that's what it feels like all yeah, the way around. The, definitely the art matches that, that style. I, I was concerned whenever this said it was going to go ongoing instead of being the miniseries that we initially signed up for, but it's still been, uh, still been very interesting and intriguing each issue. So, you know, so I'm still subscribed. Um, so that's okay. I read, okay. This has been talked about a lot. Um, Mr. Miracle number six, which is a very interesting, this book is so bizarre, but well done, right? There's just no denying it. Yeah. And, and if we said it wasn't, we lose all credibility. <laughs> but um, and this in this particular episode, episode in this issue, uh, Big Barda and Mister Miracle Scott Free have gone <laughs> to basically to basically be like, I'm not going to let you kill me. Or I'm gonna, I'm sorry. Whereas he was kind of resigned to it, it seemed like. And who knows what's really happening in this book for real? I'm still convinced he's already dead or something. But uh, they go back and they're just wrecking this place. They are taking out guards and mutant fish and all this other craziness. All the while they're discussing. Uh, apartment renovations that she would like to make yes. and why and why and 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 it, it's all interspersed in such a crazy kooky but believable and natural way fantastic that, layout that when you get the not so surprising at the i predicted i'm sure you did too yeah why all this chitter chatter it just it's just it's so weird this book but well done this this to me and, and i sent this to text to you is it was my favorite issue of the series thus far and that i would explain it as you know, we we always talk about reading this book, understanding how well it's done. But and me in particular, I know you've read a little bit more of done a little bit more research into it than I have. Is missing the bigger story of things, and what this issue did was was sort of put the bigger story aside for for at least twenty some pages and focus on these two, uh, something personal going on between the two of them, whilst in the middle of fighting and taking down enemies and preparing pre- preparing for that bigger story and you know reading this panel by panel was was simply fantastic it reminded me of of something like wicked divine or or the young avengers that McKelvey and um the 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 other yeah, one yeah yes um it reminded me of that this was this was so well put together this was a great one shot story within a story uh, that that progressed the big things along, but didn't bring the big things into it, and and without knowing the grand scope of what this all means within DC and and all every little thing about these characters, it was much easier to enjoy this issue, and it was, uh, yeah, it was very well done. I agree. So, like I said, I wouldn't say if I didn't like it because I'm trying to belong. Want to be cool? That's right. Uh, I did not read Rumble number two yet, but I will. Uh, nor did I read Super Sons number twelve yet. But I will. Okay. So if you want to, if you want to discuss these two, uh, no, I will. Yeah, I will just say that uh, I read the two of those, and uh, we'll leave them on here. That way, we have something to talk about in a few days. Did you read Secret Wars number twelve? I did not. Series finale. I'm behind on this. Series finale, but uh, we'll discuss that on Sunday. So there you <laughs> go. Uh, I am rereading the Secret Wars book back from 2015, which you and I were not so into. Because it was, it, we were not, not that keyed into all of the Jonathan Hickman lead up that led up, lead up that led up to that whole series, plus all the hiccups. This and was one that was all, delayed quite a bit, right? Big time. And then they, okay. also, they were also like, well, we're going to add on a book nine because it's uh, so good. God, come on. Yeah. But now that that's collected and, you know, essentially free with your subscription to Comics Knowledge Unlimited, uh, <laughs> I have enjoyed going back through it and being like, okay, this. In a more linear, not so cut up. I get it now. It's 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 well done, of course. And then I read Old Man Logan number thirty three, 
for the same reasons that I watch Gotham. So there you go. All right. Outside of, did you not get to Runaways? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yes, yes, I did. I'm sorry. Yes, okay. I did. Runaways number five. I uh, So uh, two things. One, I don't think we've talked since the finale of the Runaways uh, season one. It was great. Uh, if you got to find a way to watch this. If you want me to give you my Hulu password, I'm more than happy to. Ooh, a very long. strong 10 episode season. It's we've already talked that it's been renewed for for a, a second season. This this book is takes it it's it's like it's, it's put me right back where Brian Kavon left off. We we've talked before about Runaways and how his his creation and, and his arcs were were so fantastic. Things sort of went haywire when when Whedon took over and then and then the rest of the arcs where, where it tailed off and eventually was canceled. And then they've sort of just hung around the universe doing whatever. Uh, and this issue as well gets them on the brink of running away again. You, you've got Chase trying to get everyone together. Everyone finally is coming to grips with, hey, you know, we, we're all back. Let's, you know, let's get to it. We, we've had the issues of, of re- reintroducing everyone. This book is, is so fantastic. I'm, I'm loving everything about it. Loving the feeling that it's given me as if I'm reading the old old school Brian K. Vaughn stuff. And it, and it fits perfectly with this first season on Hulu. I like it. And I like you. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so let's just jump right into weekly news. I did see this. Uh, the Tick has been renewed on Amazon, which I'm not surprised by. Well-made show. But let me tell you something. The screen grab that you put in this we, – we, folks, we keep notes so we can know what to talk about, and, and often they are accompanied by screen grabs from the articles from which they came. That is like a good football throw away from my office. They are in Tudor City Park where they are. That is so close to where I work, it would blow your mind. I'm serious. I know exactly where they are when this photograph is taken. Get on the show. I mean, well, I don't believe it, that's possible. I feel like they probably wrote that off. But isn't that funny? So, anything? Yeah, that's great. something. So it, it's a whole other layer to this show that I enjoy. But I, I do I do enjoy the show. I like it very much. Um, and I, I, I'm not surprised it's returning, but it's good that it actually is uh, for certain going to do another round of crazy. Who's crazy here? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. Amazon did a really good did a really good job with this. I, and I think I had mentioned before, I don't remember. I mean, I remember watching the, the tick when it was, what was it on Fox back in the yeah. day. Oh, yeah. you know, I, I remember watching it, but I couldn't tell you anything about the storylines or anything nowadays. It's, it's been so long, and I was so much younger when it was on. Um, they did a great job with with putting this together and and making it fun, and uh, you know, staying true to to the character. Um, happy that it's that it's coming back. A lot of the, a lot of the shows on Amazon sometimes don't. I mean, I mean, they've had some critically acclaimed ones that seem to be sticking around now, but there were quite a few when they first started making shows that I was into that they instantly stopped um so i'm happy that it's sticking around second season all, um all on board well there you go and like i said when you ever come up here we'll get our photos taken at tudor city park we'll redo this photo 42nd and first i'll see you there we'll redo this photo we will re- you can be the tick i'll be the other one <laughs> um from other tv shows teen titans go has been around for for quite some time now uh they are now making they're making this into a movie, um, yeah. and we've see we get to see the first trailer. It's got a you know this story specifically was making light of a uh, the the main point of the trailer, which was a, a fart joke of between from one of the villains that they were fighting. But 
just as just to say of this, I, I watched. I used to watch a lot of this when it first started. I'm glad that it's that it's still around. It's I see. Um, I mean, I, I have friends with with kids, so I know that watch this when it's on. Um, I feel like some things like this are a great entryway for kids to to get to know some of these characters, and especially these ones who aren't. You know, it, it, kids obviously always know Superman, Batman, but now you're getting you know, a Starfire, a, a Beast Boy, a Cyborg. These these types of characters that. Or Raven, are, yeah, are are very much secondary, um, sometimes even less so, and and you know they're latching on these characters, and now they'll have a, a movie to enjoy as well. So I'm I'm all for this. Me too, I like it. Uh, and this is one of those shows that you know, whereas I think when you and I were coming up, shows like uh, Rockless Modern Life or Red and Stimpy would pepper in adult humor. This is one that also kind of does that too. Yeah, here here and there, like eh, that's very, funny, uh, very much so. Like, you know, they're OTing on soda. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that but that's fine. I like it very or, – or they're not sleeping very much because that's also the thing that people do. So, yeah, I, I'm all for it. And I just – I mean I will sometimes find myself falling into a Teen Titans Go trap if it's on and it's a marathon. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it. Yeah, certainly. And they do the quick uh, episodes, which is yes. very easily ties you in. You're like, I watched 12 of these? <laughs> it was so easy. <laughs> Um, bigger news coming out of out of uh, movie studios, and this specifically out of Marvel. We've talked many times about Black Widow's role in the MCU in the past. Uh, fans clamoring for her to have her own film, uh, whether or not she needed her own own film. Uh, you know, we've we had pointed out in the past how she's been a without her own film, she's been a critical point in many movies. Yes. Um, so you know, so which is better? Is it do you need to have your own film to to fully succeed? Or is it the fact that you know you are a pivotal, a, a very pivotal player in some of the biggest movies that that combine all these people together? Uh, well, either way, that's uh, our decisions don't matter anymore because Marvel Studios has tapped Blacklist screenwriter Jack Schaefer to write a Black Widow solo movie focusing on Scarlett Johansson's character, and uh, so it's it's reportedly in development. I imagine if it's gotten this far. Um, I imagine it's it's probably going to happen. So you know, I assume in the next four, three, four years, we see a Scarlett Johansson Black Widow film. To your earlier question, I would play any role in any film. I don't need to headline anything, but if <laughs> that's personally how I feel, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's come on, dude. And and I, there's also been some some chatter. I'm sure you've seen this as well. That this is almost Mar- Marvel's way to sort of backdoor an all an all female hero movie. Like, who could they bring in to kind of make this like a female-centric movie? Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Uh, I don't think it needs it. I, I wouldn't be – I'd be less surprised, honestly, if they made her the lead. But we saw characters like Cap or Bucky or or even even Banner in it also. The way that she was in their movies. Yeah. It, it was – Captain America Civil War was very much an Avengers two and a half, right? Yeah, very much. So – do what you got to do. Call it, what you want. <laughs> Who cares? It will, it will be interesting to see because we we obviously don't know much beyond what Marvel's got got planned now. So and we know that everyone's contracts are are seemingly about to be up. So th- there will be obviously some fallout from Infinity War and and the the Avengers following that. You know we know things like Captain Marvel are coming, um, but this, this is this could be an opportunity to. And you mentioned the all all woman thing. You know if. Say if Jeremy Renner's contract is about to be up, could they slip a Kate Bishop type character in a Black Widow film that you know hits it off with 
with Natasha, it, those types of things where you could branch out and, and introduce some things like that. I think that would be interesting. Well, you, it's funny that you mentioned like Jeremy Renner, who's like easily the weakest leak of the whole thing. <laughs> Goodbye. Easily. E- yeah, yeah. You're good to go. You yeah. know what? That is like the, the 20th time in recent memory that someone has referenced the weakest link goodbye. And I, my question is, where's that lady? Where's the weakest link lady? She's gone. She said goodbye. She did say goodbye. <laughs> anyway, what a summer she had that year. Yeah. So the, the last story I have in here is a uh, comics related story. Um, Tom King, what, one of our, he's the regular Mr. Miracle vision um, announces sanctuary uh, out of DC. And it's about a book about DC superheroes dealing with the mental trauma of violence. Um, so he went into uh, the DC and DC panel where there was one panel about the aftermath battle and trauma in comics. And it looks like Tom King has pitched a book that he's been greenlit on because I imagine anything that he pitches probably gets greenlit on at this place. Uh, yeah. And uh, he describes it as we're creating some something where it's sort of like a crisis center for superheroes. It's going to be DC wide, all the superheroes, and it's going to be a place where these superheroes who are living violent lives every single day. Uh, Batman gets in a fight every single night, five times a night where they can come and, uh, you know, talk and, you know, obviously there's, there's consequences to what these people do. And that's, that's probably an angle that hasn't been explored all too often. And, uh, you know, if it's a different sort of angle on something, Tom King's probably the right guy to do it. Yeah, I say so. Sounds like it's uh, similar to what we're getting now, which is sort of the human side of being a hero. Yeah. Tom King. That's right. This summer at DC. (laughs) (laughs) In a world. Tom King. Heroes. Facilities. Okay. I I mean, I should have stopped long ago. I'm sorry. Anyway, so it's good to kind of sort of get current-ish. And we have stuff that we will discuss. We've teased many books we're going to discuss in a few days. I look forward to making good on that, I hope. And, uh, you know, whatever. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for sticking with us, even though we missed a couple days, and uh, we'll see you in, in just a few more. Well, what we missed in days, we missed you more. Yeah, very much so. Too many comics.com, hit us up. <laughs>